0: Good evening, Colvin Krauss here. Episode number, I've lost count. (laughs) I know that I'm under 10, but I've already lost count. That's okay. Hey, I'm wanting to talk to you today about how to analyze a property without being completely overwhelmed, eyes glazing over by this huge pro forma of numbers that mean nothing. And I mean that with all sincerity. The numbers, for the most part, often mean Nothing. But first I want to tell you a story. Um, I was listening to a fellow yesterday, Steve, Steve Larson. I think that's his name. And, uh, and he was telling this story that like really was just like a sucker punch to the face. Like it was one of those stories that you really want to take hold of. And you're like, wow, like I need to hold this. This is life changing stuff. It's ridiculous. So he, um, he he went to college. I mean, he as in his own words, he was mercy graduated from high school, which I can relate to. Um, playing basketball, I remember them chanting 1.0 as I played because that was my grade point average at the time. <laughs> like, I just – I did not care about high school at all, and I didn't think it was important. Um, so anyway, the mercy graduated him from high school. He went to college. He's the oldest of six kids. You know, I got this. And uh, he was kicked out of college um, after the first semester for not showing up to class, failing uh, because he didn't show up to class and didn't do any of the work. And and I guess he lived like 13 hours away. So at the end of the semester, his dad came to get him. and, And in his head, you know, he's standing there. It's sunny. He's looking around. He's like, you know. Uh, like he's prepping himself in his head for, for meeting his family. And he's thinking like his whole family's going to be out to see him because he's the oldest and like, they're all super proud of him. So he's, he's getting himself ready for that. And a car rolls up and it's just his dad. And he's like, oh crap. <laughs> like, uh, uh, oh, like I, I don't think they know, but like maybe he knows and like uh, this, this is going to be bad. And he's got a 13 hour car drive with his dad. So they start driving home. And, uh, and he's just doing everything he can to distract his dad, like to not talk about the school. So his dad's like, oh, you know, like, oh, did, did you make any really good friends? You know, you you meet a lot of fun people. He's like, yeah, totally. Yep. Awesome. The best friends, you know, and looking out the window and driving through the mountains and. Oh, you know, they're like, how are your teachers? And, you know, of course, he's not wanting to talk about the class. So he's oh, the teachers were fantastic. Not that he ever met them because he never showed up to class. Um, oh, they're amazing, best teachers. You know, I couldn't have asked for better. And uh, and I guess he was about three hours of the way into the drive, and he starts thinking to himself, like, you know, I'm, I might just pull this off. Like, I've got another 10 hours, but I didn't think I'd last this long. I think I've distracted him long enough. I think I can pull this off until I get home. No. And, um, and then he, he starts as something else because he's just like super, super bored and trying to distract himself. He's like, um, you know, we're driving through the mountains and on these particular mountain trails, I guess there's a ton of deer or mountain roads. There's a ton of deer and a lot of them get hit and it's just, it's horribly sad, but it's just the way it is. And, um, so he's counting dead deer as they're driving as a way to distract himself. Dad, holy! Like this is number five. Oh my goodness! There's so many dead deer. And in his story, he gets up to like 56. Oh my gosh, Dad! Like 56 dead deer. Like, can you believe it? This is insane. And he's just trying to not talk about the failure that he just went through because it's really embarrassing. Doesn't want to disappoint his dad. And he thinks his dad is is buying it. The dad seems to be buying it. And you know they're they're driving. Highway speed, you know, probably 60 mile an hour, 70 mile an hour, because they're in the States. And, uh, and his dad just turns to him, you know, sun blaring through the window, perfectly blue sky, beautiful mountain scenery. Dad turns and looks at him, stern face, right in the eyes, says, son. And the following words out of his mouth are the ones that like, just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, it just completely changes, uh, I think, the, the way that I'm going to be a father moving forward. The way that I'm going to be a son moving forward. Like, it's just ridiculous. But before I get there and get too distracted. Spreadsheets and numbers and being horribly deceived. Okay? Um, because numbers often mean nothing. They're just like a way to feel smart or a way to feel important, but they're they're not practical. And the best example I can give of this is if you have ever run through a spreadsheet and analyzed a property or, or been approached by someone looking for a JV partner or been to any of these big events, uh, one of the metrics they talk about is vacancy. And vacancy is a real thing. And it's, you know, how many units are vacant and the metric that they use is a percentage. So for my local market, it's like 1.7% vacancy rate. So 1.7% of all the units are vacant. And so what, what these people do is they'll put that in the spreadsheet and they'll be like 2% vacancy rate. And so you run the numbers as if 2% of your income for the year, you you take it off because you expect your unit to be vacant for 2%. What the heck is 2% of a year in real life? Like, that's not a real application. So if you have one unit and you're vacant for one month, that's 100% vacancy for that month, for starters. And that's a total of 8% of your gross income out the window if it's just the one month. It's like, that's... That's the real part of it. And then it's set up in a spreadsheet to show you like this is what it is on a monthly and yearly basis. But it's like at, su- at some point in real life, you take this money and you put it aside. And once it's up to a certain threshold, like you don't need to put money in that savings, in that contingency account anymore for vacancy because you already have like six months worth of vacancy built up. So now what you were normally setting aside each month, you're harvesting until you have a vacancy and it depletes it and then you top it up. Like That is the real life application and the number on the spreadsheet more often than not means absolutely nothing. And so you need to... You need to be taught these things though, because you get wrapped up in this whole community of like, oh, this is how you do it. This is the really smart way to do it, and everyone's jockeying and competing to look like the smartest person and bring the bring the brightest point. Like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, that guy, he's right. He uses five percent because of this, or this guy uses three percent. This person uses eight percent because it's a month. Like, you need to just like let all that stuff go. Surround yourself with people that are like actually doing it and and living it out and have that grounded up that it's it's actually a talent to pull yourself out of that and like what is the real life application of this and it's not just vacancy it's several other things on there as well but that's my biggest tidbit example of how to make the numbers mean something because as they are, they mean absolutely nothing. Back to the story. So this guy, Steve Larson, he's in the car. He you know, flunked out of college, first semester, oldest of six kids, feeling a ton of pressure. And he's thinking that he's got his dad on the, on the go. He's thinking that he's pulled this off like, oh yeah, it's great. Like nobody needs to know that I flunked out. Like, you know, made a ton of friends, made no friends. <laughs> I really liked the teachers. I didn't even know the teachers. All these things, counting dead deer, and his dad just turns to him, you know, sun coming through the window, clear day, turns to him, looks right into his soul, and he's like, Son, when I die, my name is the only thing that will be left. And so he's like, Yeah, like you're, you're right. Yeah. And th- these next words. Catch them, let them, let them hit home. The Dad says next, what have you done to my name? boom <laughs> right like holy crap what have you- what have you done to my name, or what like what are you doing to my name? It's like ah! To, so no pressure, but purposefully. I want to put positive pressure on you and on myself. Like, this, this story really hit home to me. It it may mean absolutely nothing to you. But to me, it it hit home. Like, I carry a name. I carry lineage. I am responsible for legacy for my children and their children and their children. And the people that have come before me, my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents. Like, I am a part of this story. And that is part of the reason I'm creating this course for real estate and like it's yes, it's termed real estate investors, but it's like anyone who owns real estate, because I think that it plays a huge part in legacy and ability moving forward. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, if, If you think that this is something that could help somebody, please share it with them. I really genuinely want to help people and help their families out. Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.